everybody out there in podcast land. You have such a dial once again to Combat Sports with Rhino, episode 107. Unbelievable. We've got our big Christmas show on the horizon for you guys. It's a full Q&A episode, followed by my interview with UFC featherweight fighting in just a few weeks, downtown TJ Brown. So, Drea, since we're doing a full Q&A episode, why don't we go ahead and dive right in with our swim chunks and flippy floppies on, of course. Our first question comes from our dear friend from up in Canada Way, our homie, the Rage Sweet Potato, RSP. What do you got this week, my dude? If you could live in any other era of history, something pre-1800s, what era would you choose? What would be your go-to combat sport of that era? Jousting, gladiators, etc. And how would you deliver a weekly podcast to your fellow enthusiasts? This is amazing as always. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so as a super fan of the show Vikings, I'd go with the Middle Ages period, specifically between uh, 793 and 1066 AD, so I could do the Viking life, bro. There's a lot of fighting in that culture, and I think uh, I'd stand up in the Great Hall, like, you know, post-battle, and like having a big feast, and I would do like a full recap for everyone while I interviewed like the MVP of that battle, right? So, you know, whatever the guy's name, Ragnar Lothbrook, for example, from the show Vikings, I would be interviewing him after the big battle. So yeah, I would love to live in Viking times and be a part of that Viking culture. I mean, to me, that's pretty cool. But again, I'm basing that specifically on my love of the show. Uh, but yeah, great, great show. Great question. RSP. Thank you so much, my dude. All right. Our next one comes from the homie doc doc. What do you got for our special Q and a Christmas extravaganza show? My friend. If Francis really does leave the UFC after his fight with Cyril, what do you, or excuse me, where do you want to see him go next? So obviously if I had my druthers, it would be Francis staying with the UFC, getting paid what he deserves, yada, yada, yada. Right. But if, if he actually, if he actually is going to leave, I would like to see the Francis Ngannou world tour, right? Like one fight for the heavyweight title at Bellator, one fight for the heavyweight title of the PFL at 1FC, rising everywhere, like a full free agent belt collector, dude. Everybody knows who listens to me, knows he's my favorite UFC fighter. So I hope him and Dana can sit down and work this out, pay him what he deserves. But if that doesn't happen and he does, in fact, leave the UFC, that's what I want to see. Like the, the Francis Ngannou mercenary world tour of titles. Oh, my gosh. That'd be so <laughs> awesome, dude. So that's my answer on that one. <laughs> Say that again, Drea. Of him just knocking everybody out right. of the organization <laughs> ever. Right. And it, it, like having those poses like some boxers have where they have like 11 belts where they're yeah. all over, draped all over the arms. And the like, that's what I want to see. So. Great question, my dude, Doc. All right. Let's keep this train a rocket and rolling. We got next. Oh, we got our girl, Ashley, from the Silly Little Pod. Ashley, what do you got this week? What is your favorite Christmas movie and best Christmas present you've ever gotten? Oh, it's definitely a tie between A Christmas Story and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, right? Like, those are my most favorite. As far as, like, the best gift I've ever gotten, Dre and I are going to be doing a little bonus segment here in a few, which I'll be answering that in just a little bit of a while. So stay tuned for that. Thank you so much, <laughs> Ashley. I uh, I am so stoked. I can't wait for the return of Solo Pod. It's one of my most favorite uh, podcasts on the entire landscape of podcasts. So, Ashley, we love you, and thank you so very much. All right, Dre, I know our next one comes from the motorcycle riding madman himself, the Dean Dog. Dean, what do you got this week, dude? 
I'm seeing headlines about this. Do you think the McGregor fight is the right fight for Oliveira to try and get next instead of Gaethje? 1,000% no. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Connor is one in three in his last four. No one coming off two losses should ever get a title shot, like, just in my opinion, right? Justin is five and one in his last six. So, like, definitely deserving of the title shot over Conor McGregor. I get what Charles is doing, right? We all do. It's a money grab. And the sad part is, is that the fighters are not getting paid enough to where they feel like Conor McGregor is the only thing they can do to provide stability for their family, you know, moving forward. And that sucks. But we're just talking about like for to keep some shred of integrity with the rankings and with those with the system as it is, where the number one contender earns their way to the number one contender spot and then gets to fight the champion. No, it should definitely not be Connor at one and two in his last. Or I'm sorry, one and three in his last four. It should be Justin Gaethje who is five and one. That's absolutely what it should be uh, next for Dubronk. So that's my answer on that one. And D Dog, thank you so very much, my dude. Merry Merry Christmas, my friend. All right, we're going to go across over to Europe for this one, Drea. We got our girl, Brett. Brett, what do you got this week? I want to know what you think about Alexander Rakic's chance to become champ in 2022. So this was a really fun question to delve into, homies. I appreciate it. So let's assume Rocket gets by uh, Jan, which I think he will, uh, which is coming up on March 26th. So I think he can get by Jan, and then would that mean he's next for Glover? I'm not sure. Here's the problem, right? You've got Yuri Prohaska and Magomed Ankalaev in the mix. I think Racket has a skill set to beat Glover. I really do, and you know, and I really think he can beat possibly Ankalaev. But I think Yuri Prohaska beats him probably eight out of ten times, and here's why. Alexander Rackett, who I really, again, I really like, and I think he's a very good fighter. He's a grinder, right? Five of his seven fights have gone to a decision. Then you look at Yuri's last 10 fights, very high level, all stoppages by way of striking, right? So Rackett, I think, could take most fighters into deep water. And when he does that, he he wins, um, you know, the vast majority of the time. I don't think Yuri Prokoska lets Alexander Rakic get into the, the later rounds, which he would need in order to beat him. I think Yuri Prokoska is something different. I've said on the show, I think we're pretty close to entering the Yuri Prokoska era, where I think he's mm-hmm. going to win several title like defenses in a row once he wins a title from whoever it is, whether it's Ankalaev or uh, or Jan or Glover, whoever it is. I think I think I think it's going to be Yuri Prohaska for several years, which sucks because I think Rakic in another maybe time or place might have had a chance at it. I just don't see it. I know I know you don't like that answer, Brad. I'm sorry, but that's just what I, <laughs> that's just what I think on that one. So yeah, I think the Yuri Prohaska era is on the horizon, and we're all just going to have to kind of buckle up and brace for it. So that's what I see happening. So thank you so much, Brad, my most favorite Swede in all the world. All right, let's get into our big homie, Jim Asun. OG, what do you got this week, dude? What's your favorite gift you've gotten for Christmas and most memorable Christmas ever? And fucking casuals know it's always for <laughs> I always love when you say fucking. It's funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> so part one, like I talked about today, actually, that we'll, we will be answering just a little bit uh, later in a different, like a special segment for the Christmas episode. But part two, for sure would be my eighth grade year because that was the last time it was just the five of us, right? My older sister, my younger sister, my older sister was a senior, my little sister was in fifth grade. So, you know, that was kind of the last time it was just the five of us, right? So that one kind of stands out as special. Plus, I think I got a, 
I think I got some cool gifts that year too, but I really just more remember like, okay, that was the last one because you know, then your, your sister goes to college and then boyfriends and girlfriends start coming over for like for Christmas. And it's just, it's just never like the original five. Right. So definitely my eighth grade year was the last time. Um, probably my favorite one that I remember. And then again, we will be talking about my favorite gift in just a little bit. All right, Dre, I believe that's it for our writing questions. So we're going to go ahead and dive into our, we're going to dive into our voice questions. I know our first two come from our homie Juice. So, Juice, what's your first question, my brother? What's up, Rhino? It's your boy Juice from the Friendly Sparring Podcast. I want to talk about announcing, ring announcing, or in-cage announcing, as it were, uh, between MMA or boxing. Just in general combat sports, who is your favorite announcer and why? Because uh, MMA fans give a lot of love to Bruce Buffer, but I think, you know, Joe Martinez deserves a fair amount of love. There's obviously, you know, Lenny Hart back in the Pride days. Um, I think her name is Lorena Garcia in PFL. Could be wrong. Maybe it's Laura Garcia. As a matter of fact, I think Lorena Garcia was the Taco Bell chef. Anyway, dude. Uh, you know, you've always got Michael Buffer in boxing and a few others. Um, you've heard many announcers over the years. Who are your favorites and why? Let me know. Dude, I love all the names you mentioned because I think that's a really cool job. My all-time favorite is Michael Buffer. I mean, since I was a little kid, hearing that very famous Let's Get Ready to Rumble uh, signature phrase that he does, it, it made you feel something, right? It made you feel like something big was about to happen. It gave you goosebumps. From Sugar Ray Leonard to Mike Tyson to Pac-Man to Canelo, Michael is like the best ring announcer, in-ring announcer, in my opinion, ever, and definitely the gold standard for the position. So Michael Buffer is definitely my answer on that one. All right, Juice, let's go ahead and get into your second question, my dude. Fire away. One of my favorite segments gone by of your show it was the uh, highs and lows. And I know it was kind of born out of like a uh, lack of content. I believe if I remember correctly, I th- it was like during the pandemic when, when there were no fights kind of thing. But uh, I'm wondering if uh, you want to bring it back. Uh, not permanently, obviously, but uh, for now, if, if there's a, for this question, if there is a, a high and a low you would like to share from your career, um, let us know. Yes, my friend, I will share a high and low for you. Uh, a low would have been being fucking robbed in my pro debut by split decision versus a 13 pro fight veteran. Like I, you watch it back. I can watch it right now. And I'd be like, I clearly won three of the four. He definitely won one of the rounds. I mean, he beat me up pretty good. <laughs> I believe it was the third. Um, but it was unreal bullshit and number one bullshit. And it still, <laughs> it still chaps my ass to this day. So, yeah, definitely my pro debut would be a low. A high would be after I won a fight in Detroit. Uh, the Motor City Cobra himself, Tommy Hitman Hearns, came into our dressing room. He was talking with one of the other guys that I was sharing the room with. Like, I, you know, I'd never met him before. I'd seen him, like, at Pistons games and stuff. But I'd never met Tommy Hearns. And he came into the dressing room with, I think I was sharing with two or even three guys. It was a big one. <clears throat> and I'd already won. And the, I think all of the people in my dressing room had won. And he knew some of the guys in their corner and so on and so forth from the scene. And Tommy Hearns came in and Tommy Hearns was talking to them. And he turned his attention to me. Um, I think I said a stupid joke or something in response to something somebody said. And he laughed and he turned over and he kind of put his focus on me and he talked to me for a good five minutes, dude. And I'm telling you, 
uh, having that guy, having watched him as a little kid, having seen him in the paper, uh, it just, it was a surreal moment for me. So definitely a high was getting like a nice pep talk and talk to you by Tommy Hitman Hearns after one of my wins. So that was definitely a high for me, buddy. So thank you, Juice. Of course, check out Juice in the Friendly Sparring Pod with him and Leo. It is awesome stuff. So give them a listen. All right, I know our next one comes from our girl, Cakes. Cakes, what do you got this week? Hey, Rhino. Hey, Drea. This is Cakes. I'm actually coming to you from Las Vegas this time, so I'm really stoked. I hope you're both having a great holiday, and I'm glad that you're doing a little uh, holiday episode. And so my question for the both of you is, since it is the holidays, a lot of people do this secret Santa situation, and I was just curious if in the combat sports world, now it doesn't have to be just UFC or it could be boxing, it could be whatever. Um, in the combat sports world, who would you love to be the secret Santa of? And who would you be so stoked to be the recipient of a secret Santa? Like who uh, in the fighting world would you have been really excited to have gotten a present from? All right. I hope this makes your show. I hope you have a great holiday and um, shout out to Rhino Gang. I hope you're doing amazing. Love all y'all. Yay. Have a great day. Oh, great question, Cake. So I would like to be the secret Santa for Adrian Yanez. Because not only do I love him as a fighter and he's Rhino Gang, but it's a simple, it's a super simple gift. You know the guy loves Dr. Pepper. So I would just have to get him all kinds of different Dr. Pepper, and that would be easy peasy. And I would definitely get him in the glass bottles, right? Because for some reason they just taste better. I don't know what the science is behind that, but it just does. Now, as far as like who I'd want to be my secret Santa. It would be Dustin the Diamond Poirier because we know what a wonderfully thoughtful and giving guy that he is. Um, I like hot sauce. I would like to try his hot sauce. It could be hot sauce. But I just know whatever it was, Dustin the Diamond Poirier would give a great gift and be super thoughtful about it. Andrea, she posed this question to both of us. So who would you like to be the Secret Santa for and who would you like to be your Secret Santa from the UFC? Well, kind of going along with your theme, only because I know he would probably love this, is Randy Costa. I know he loves Reese's, and I am also a fellow Reese's lover, so I think I would send him just a ton of all the different types of Reese's that are out there. Um, and then as far as who I would want to be my secret Santa, that's kind of a tough one, but... Um, I want to go Conor McGregor just because I think he's, he's got all that money <laughs> above and beyond. And he would just come up with something like super crazy that I'd never be able to afford in real life. So <laughs> like he'd buy, he'd buy, he'd buy you like a sports car or something. <laughs> right. Wouldn't be mad at it. <laughs> no, nor should you be for fuck's sake. So that's, those are great answers. All right. So thank you so much cakes. And we're so glad you are doing well in your new locale, my friend. All right, let's go to our homie Ty Fly Guy from the Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles pod. Ty, what do you got this week, dude? Hey, what's up, Rhino? It's Ty here from the Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles podcast. I was thinking of so many questions asked, but I kind of I landed on this one right here. If you were to build the perfect fighter, the perfect female fighter, I should say, that could defeat Amanda Nunes... Valentina Shevchenko and Chris Cyborg using any ability, skill set, whatever from any other female fighter. How would you build that fighter? Let me know what you think. Love the show, and I hope you and Drea have a wonderful Christmas if you celebrate, and have a wonderful new year. Later.
So first off, thank you very much, man. Awesome question. So here's kind of the lineup that I came up with. So if I've got to build a female fighter to be able to beat, uh, I believe you said Amanda and uh, Cyborg um, and possibly even Valentina, the, I got to take something from like the best part of a whole bunch of different fighters and create like a Frankenstein super fighter, right? So I'm going to take the wrestling from Sarah McMahon, unbelievable wrestler. I'm going to take Muay Thai from Joanna Young Jacek because her Muay Thai is incredible. I'm going to take Holly Holmes' size and her footwork, right? Holly Holmes is a very tall, very rangy, very good fighter at fighting tall as well. If I'm going to go jujitsu, there's only one answer for me, and that's Mackenzie Dern. Okay, I got to take her jujitsu. If I'm going to take someone's resiliency, like their ability to fight through, I'm going Thug Rose. Thug Rose! Thug Rose! I'm going with Thug Rose on that one. For pure boxing, she, you know I'm taking Clarissa Shields, dude. I'm the best boxer that's ever put on a you know pair of four ounce gloves. On uh, you know, on <laughs> that's unarguable at this point, right? So yes, you take the wrestling from McMahon, Muay Thai from JJ, footwork and size from Holly, jujitsu from Mackenzie Dern, resiliency from Thug Rose, and Clarissa Shields boxing. Put all those together to one fighter, you may be able to beat. Amanda Cyborg and maybe Valentina. So great question, Ty. Thank you so much, my dude. All right. Our next voice question comes from again the big homie Jim Asood. And it's a funny one. Go ahead, Jim. What's going on, you bunch of fucking casuals? Riding on the riding game. Hope you're all doing well. Well, it is officially Christmas here on the East Coast. So Merry Christmas. Holy fuck. I am fucking wasted. <laughs> Merry Twisted. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you bunch of fucking casuals. Uh, we love all you guys, Rhino Gang. Um, I typed in a question earlier. Um, this question is probably for you, Rhino. What's your most memorable guest that you have interviewed on this show? Not the one I used to listen to with your buddy there before, but this one here on your own. So that's my question for you this week, man. Keep up the great work. Like I say, Merry Christmas to everybody. We love you all. We love this podcast. And you know it's always 420 kids. Peace. <laughs> oh, I love I love my, my man Jim is man. The OG is the best. So uh my most memorable guest is such a tough call, but I've got to go with John Wayne Parr, dude. Like I, I had and have been a fan of his for like over 20 years. I legitimately remember watching him fight when I was in college. Um, so for all these years, I've been such a fan of him being able to get to talk to him very early on, like on the show, like he was, you know, he was in our first five or six episodes. It was an absolute dream come true, bro. Like a true pinch me moment. Um, so yeah, I've got to go and I've loved having everybody on. Don't get me wrong. But if you're talking about like most memorable, that kind of sticks out, you gotta, you know, there's, there's somebody who has earned it for all these years and it's definitely my man, John Wayne Parr. So yeah, that's my question. That's my answer on that question. Thank you so much, Jim. All right, let's get into our homie, the Iron Sand of Graphic Design, our man Dave Fretz. Dave, what do you got this week, dude? Hey, what's up, Rhino? This is uh, Dave Fretz, at Dave Fretz on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Merry Christmas. Oh, man. Judah just opened uh, a little Star Wars Lego guy in stocking. All right, man, I wanted to know. If you could be at any oh, pro fighter's house for Christmas morning and Christmas day, who would it be and why? Merry Christmas. 
uh, Rhino and Rhino Rhino Gang. Oh yeah, Rachel's saying Judah the Bulldog at his house. But pro fighter, who would it be? All right, man. Merry Christmas. Love you. Peace. Oh man, I had to think about this one for a spell. So I landed on George St. Pierre. First of all, no kids, so we could all sleep in. <laughs> That's first of all. Second of all, it would be in Montreal, so most likely getting like a snowy Christmas, which I love. Uh, C, because by all accounts, he's such an incredibly nice and fun guy to be around. He'd be really cool to spend Christmas with for sure. Uh, D, he's super rich, so I'm sure his crib would be amazing and have lots of fun shit to do and, and play. You know, I'm sure he's got toys like ATVs or snow machines or something. He'd have a lot of fun things to play with. And then finally, like, I could just sit around and talk to GSP for hours about the fight game, right? I could listen, you know, I could listen to him tell me stories about fight camps and about certain fights and about what was going on in the cage. And, oh, my God, GSP would be a wonderful guy, like, to sit down in a, like, in a very nostalgic way, like, sit down by a fire, right, with, like, a glass of whatever and sip on it and listen to GSP and shoot the shit with him for a few hours during Christmas would be an unbelievable experience. So I'm going with GSP on that one. So thank you, my dear friend, and the Iron Side of Gravity Design defense. <laughs> we're gonna stick with our we're gonna stick with our Canada theme for our final voice question. It comes from our boy D Crons. D Crons, what do you got this week, dude? What's up, brother? Rhino, as we wind down on a year that I'm sure has been hard on many, many of us. I hope everyone's okay. I love y'all. Uh, I just uh, wanted to ask your thoughts. I need you to uh, prognosticate on uh, next year uh, something that's going to come into fruition in the MMA landscape that a lot of people aren't going to see coming. Uh, I need you to play Nostradamus, brother. Let me know what your thoughts are, what's going to surprise us. And uh, just I wanted to thank you, Drea, Einstein himself, Dave Fretz, Merry Christmas, Judah. Love you, little brother. And uh, D Reigns, everybody in the CSWR. I love all you guys. Oh, and Rhino, that's not a lion Santa hat. Uh, Pitter patter. Start calling it a toque. Canada loves you. Wants you to stay warm. How are you now? Okay, to start off with. Oh, not so bad. <laughs> letter kenny dude the whole new season i think you guys already have it up there in canada on crave as far as today but for tomorrow <clears throat> tomorrow comes out for the rest of us on uh, on hulu which is so awesome so as far as my like out of left field full fantasy booking i could wave an mma wand and make things happen in 2022 i'm gonna go with this okay brace yourself let's get yourselves relaxed and ready for this okay francis he beat cyril and retains his rightful position as the heavyweight champion of the UFC. Dana and Francis cannot come to terms on a contract. Francis walks away. Six months later, a billionaire, could be Elon Musk, could be Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, whoever, they decide they're going to put on a one-night-only night of super fights. This card is going to feature both MMA and boxing, and these are the fights that he's going to book. And everybody gets a ton of money for doing it. First fight. Francis Ngannou versus Johnny Bones Jones. Second fight, George St. Pierre versus Habib Nurmagomedov. Fight three, Errol Spence Jr. versus Bud Crawford in boxing. Sticking with boxing, we got Tyson Fury versus Alexander Usyk. Then Canelo Alvarez, the 168-pound and pound-for-pound overall best fighter in the world, probably, versus Callum Smith, the light heavyweight champion. Then Nate Diaz, Connor, three in MMA. 
And then finally, my main event, my most perfect, pleasurable, would love to see it, Derek Lewis versus Colby Covington. <laughs> 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 that one would be last, and I would savor it. And yes, e- even though it would be the main event, it would only be three five-minute rounds, but I don't think we would need even an entire round. I want to see Derek Lewis put Colby out. So once again, to recap the card. Johnny Bones Jones versus Francis Ngannou. GSP versus Habib. Errol Spence Jr. versus Bud Crawford. Tyson Fury, Alexander Usyk, Canelo Alvarez, Callum Smith, Nate Diaz, Connor three, and then Derek Lewis versus Colby. And like literally, and this could happen because this bill, multi multi billionaire was going to give everybody fifty mil for for these fights, except for Colby, who gets one million dollars. <laughs> so those are my matchups on that super card. Brought on by the mysterious billionaire who should, who would remain anonymous for that. So, let's go ahead and get into our Christmas memory, Drea. So, for this one, we're just going to share a Christmas memory of, like, our favorite gift. And, you know, just, just a good, happy, fun memory because it is, today is Christmas, it's Christmas Day. So, I'll lead mm-hmm. us off. So, okay. mine would have been when I got my Nintendo. I'm, I'm, like, seven or eight years old. And I definitely remember uh, getting that Nintendo and it, it was like, I don't think I've ever wanted anything more or, or ever before or since. I think that was like this, like the, the most singularly focused on a gift I'd ever wanted anything for. So getting the Nintendo when I was a little kid just provided me an incredible amount of fun, entertainment and awesome sauce. So I loved, loved getting my uh, Nintendo when I was a kid. So that's one of my most favorite Christmas memories on that one. It's the best gift I ever got for sure. So, Drea, what about you? What's a Christmas memory or Christmas gift that you have that you'd like to share for this brand new segment for the Rhino and Drea Christmas memory? Hmm. Well, I have two things I think I need to share. My favorite gift, I would say I was 13 years old. This is back when roller skating was like the shit. Everybody used to go to the roller rink and hang out. And it was, you know, so much fun. And I remember getting my first custom pair of um like speed Ooh. skates for rexing. And I just remember being so excited. I've just been dying to get them. And my mom and dad finally, you know, broke the bank and got those. And <laughs> there, I remember them being white with hot pink wheels and they were, I was just like so thrilled about it. Um, but a, a memory for me that I, I got to bring up definitely uh, goes back to when I was like 13 years old and my dad, um, he had just got a camcorder that year. And like, this is, you know, back in the day <laughs> when camcorders <laughs> were, were the nice new thing. And I remember uh, just going around on Christmas day and uh, videotaping little, you know, little things going on throughout the house. And my, I happened to go in the kitchen and my nephew, and he's like three years old at the time. And he's watching my mom baste the turkey in the, in the oven. And he's looking at it so peculiarly. And he's like, what is that? And she's like, well, what are you talking about? And he's like, that thing's sticking up. Is that his tooth? And she's like, no, that's not his tooth. That's his wing. That's what he uses to fly with. And then the kid goes, well, hens can't fly now. And it was just <laughs> the funniest thing. And I caught it on video. And it was like for years to come, like every Christmas, we'd watch this video. And it was just the funniest thing um, that was caught on camera. And it was just kind of one of those family things that's always talked about now. So it's just... Um, that's one of my fun little 
little memories. Hymns can't fly now. Hymns can't fly now. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's fantastic. And yeah, people out there today who are a lot younger than us don't realize that when you actually caught something legitimately on camera, camera, like that was a very rare occurrence, right? Yeah, now everyone's videotaping everything. Right. It's a little bit different than what it was like for us back in the day. (laughs) Oh, nostalgia for those of us in our age group. Oh, I love it. All right, so Drea, before we get too much further, we're going to go ahead and do our 10 rounds of Rhino with our man UFC featherweight downtown T.J. Brown after a quick word from our sponsor, K&R Designs. Hey, Rhino gang, are you looking for a piece of furniture to tie the room together? Maybe make it feel a little bit more homey? How about a beautifully restored dresser for the bedroom or an end table for the family room? We'll look no further than my good friends at K&R Designs. You got a piece of furniture that needs restoration? They got you covered. Looking for a new addition to your home decor that's already been beautifully done? They got you there, too. We're talking dressers, armoires, kitchen tables, cabinets, nightstands, any and all wood furniture you can think of, they've got or can get for you. So check out K&R Designs in-store at 101 West Chicago Boulevard in Tecumseh, Michigan, or on their website, knrcustomdesigns.com. Check out their Facebook page, K&R Home Deco, that's D-E-C-O, to see everything they have and the amazing work that they can do. You can also call and order at 517-605-7173. They accept PayPal, Venmo, Square, Cash, Check. They accept them all. So if you want the absolute best of the best and restorative wood furniture creators, you got to check out K&R Designs. Tell them you're a member of the Rhino Gang, and that'll get you 20% off your very first purchase. Once again, check out K&R Designs, Combat Sports with Rhino's proud sponsor. Well, it's a happy holiday for everybody over here at the Rhino Game. We've got ourselves another fantastic guest joining us this week. UFC featherweight downtown TJ Brown is joining us. Going 10 rounds around our TJ. Thank you so much for taking the time today, my dude. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, man. I'm uh, right in the middle of camp, man. You caught me at a good time. I'm excited to talk to you. Hell yeah, dude. We were super stoked. So, TJ, with round one, with the 10 rounds of Rhino, it was always the same. We love to hear the background story. What's the origin story of how you first got involved in this crazy, wacky world of MMA, my friend? Oh, man. Where do I start? Uh, you know, I, I played sports uh, growing up. You know, I played baseball, football, different things. I actually went down to uh, uh, D2 College called UAM to play football, and some things happened. didn't work out. Uh, somewhere along them lines of living the lifestyle, college lifestyle, I uh, I found out I, I had a a son on the way. So I uh, I was like, man, I really got to get things into gear. I got to start really making things happen. So, you know, I I I done a few, a little bit of boxing coming up, and I I found uh, Westside MMA and thought, man, uh, I'm gonna give this a try and. Shoot, I, I started training about six months in. I took a fight, knocked a guy out in 10 seconds, and I was like, hell, this is for me, and and here we are today. Hell yeah, dude. That's a great <laughs> one. Um, so your next scrap is only three weeks away. UFC fight night, Cater versus Chikizi versus Gabriel Benitez. That's is this it. the first time you've had a fight camp that's like right in the middle of the Christmas season, dude? I, I've actually been here before, sadly enough, dude. And your boy likes to eat, man. I, I like Thanksgiving. <laughs> I like I like Christmas. So, you know, I'm a little upset. But, man, uh, this is my job. This is what I do. And, and man, I, I've been trying to get a fight. I, hell, I only fought once last year. So, 
man, I'm ready to get the ball rolling and, and get uh, uh, 2022 started off right. Absolutely, bro. Like, if you look at your career, you've got a ton of wins. You got lots of arm triangle chokes. You got lots of different KOs, not just from head kicks, but from punches. So you've you've got finishes in a really big multitude of ways. Right. Is there a preference that you have? You look back, like you know what? I really love finishing a guy with an arm triangle, or I've been really love those head kicks, or or is it just like well, whatever gets the job done gets the job done? Uh, of, of course, the, the 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 short answer is whatever gets the job done, right? I, I don't get paid by the hour, so the sooner I can get them out, the better. But you know, I I remember for for a long time I was searching, uh, searching for a head kick. I wanted a head kick so bad, you know, and uh, I'd landed a few in my practice and stuff. But it's just something different being on stage and landing one there. And then 2019, I got like two back-to-back head kicks. And that, yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's got to be my favorite. Hell yeah, dude. And again, if coming from the boxing world like I do, the things that we weren't allowed to do are some of the, my most favorite parts about MMA, right? I uh, love a knee to the face from the tie plum. I love a big elbow, and I love a fucking head kick. And yes, you have definitely knocked some of the motherfuckers out with that, dude. So, TJ, dude, in a couple of weeks, actually just three weeks from now on the 15th, you've got uh, Gabriel Mugli Benitez. What, if anything, do you know about that guy and what he brings to the table? Mazar, he's a, a solid veteran. You know, uh, the guy's, uh, guy's got wins on the ground. He's got wins standing up. You know, he's been around for a while. You know, I, I, he's been in a lot of wars, you know. Um, uh, however, you know, if, if you look at things, I I believe, you know, he's kind of on his, his way out and I'm on my way up. So, you know, I I've got that going for me, you know. Uh, I, I don't like to throw too much shade or, or disrespect on my opponent. I just, it is what it is, you know. It's, uh, I kind of see him on a decline. I see me on on the way up. Absolutely, dude. So you've got you've got a great nickname that I really really like. So downtown TJ Brown. I mean, obviously the rhyme yeah. scheme is, is is a big part of it. But right. who gave you that nickname and where does it come from? That's a good question, man. Uh, there's a, a girl used to go in our, our our gym. Her name's Kim Hamby. She's actually a professional boxer, really good boxer. Uh, we actually fought on some of the same cards. But I remember she came in the gym one day and she was like, "What's up, downtown TJ Brown?" <laughs> you know, it, it, ever since then, dude, it just kind of stuck, man, and kind of rode with it. You know. That, that's awesome. Man. I fucking love it. I love hearing the story. I know they're always so interesting. Um, it, TJ, including the Amis, bro, you're over 30 fights in your career. You're a very young guy, yeah. but you're you're over 30 fights in your 10-year career. Is there any fight in your career previously that really stands out? I mean, a, a lot of us do have that one or that two. We're like, man, I really love that fight, or I'm really glad yeah. it went that way, or however uh, in your career. Do you have any one of those that stands out for you? I, I, I do, man. You know, one of the first ones that comes to mind, uh, you know, I've got two really that come to mind. I so said one was, you know, I fought in the LFA uh, against uh, Ken Beverly, got that head kick knockout that ended up being on ESPN top ten like that. Man, that you know that was an, uh, that was one of those nights, man. It was like nobody was beating me that night. You know, I was just I was in the zone. You know, focus was there. You know, just a uh, perfect night. You know, it was it was it was just a you know it was just a, a great performance and what I strive to do each time I go in there. That's awesome, bro. So, yeah. um, it, you know, when we when we become professional fighters, it becomes kind of an all-consuming thing. And obviously, we have our families, we have other outside interests, but it, it's really something that's our focus, right? If right. you had to think about 
what would you have done if you had never gotten into fighting? Like, what kind of career do you think you would have gone into if fighting wasn't what you ended up doing? Dude, I don't want to know, man. I, I really don't. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I was having, I mean, I'm being as honest as I can be. Like, I was having this conversation with a buddy of mine the other day. I was like, man, I don't, I really don't know where I, where, I don't want to know where I'd be if it wasn't for fighting and having my son, you know, like, man, I was a knucklehead growing up, dude. Like, you know, uh, made a lot of dumb decisions, you know, running around with the wrong folks, just a bunch of tomfoolery, you know, so uh i i don't want to know dude I, I don't know i don't want to know but i mean if you're thinking about a job you know something i do i don't even know man i, I ain't made for no nine to five dude like i have no idea what i do that's um, a complete that's I, a completely fair answer i think cool, anyway. man, cool. <laughs> i you cool. know and again I, I love it and you are a completely transparent dude that's the yeah. exact right kind of guest we love to have on the show so uh, oh, wait i know you'll be able to answer this one my friend away yeah. from training away from the gym away from that kind of stuff um what are some things that you like to do for fun i mean i know you're down in arkansas which has some of the right. best hunting in the world some of the yeah. best outdoorsman things to do what are some things that that downtown tj brown likes to do away from the fight world man you kind of hit it on the nail dude like I, I i love the outdoors whether it's fishing i enjoy hunting man i i, I have a, i have a son you know we uh, more majority of my time when I'm not working, it it, it goes to him, you know. So it's uh, just hanging out with my son, man, and and man. From time to time, I get together with some buddies, you know, and uh, go out, you know. That's nice, but most of the time, just man, spending some time out outdoors, man, and hanging out with my son. Absolutely, dude. That's awesome. Now you prefaced this a little bit early when you're like, man, you know, your boy likes to eat. So yeah. basically, TJ, I want you to put yourself in this mind frame, right? Uh -huh. You're 145er. Everybody's like 145, and you know you guys have cut down quite a bit of weight usually. Right. Let's say you've already gone through camp. You've already been, you know, depriving yourself of some of your favorite things. You win the fight. You're out with your friends. You're out with your family. You're out with your team. It's time to really throw down on some grub, dude. Right. What are you getting, and where are you getting it from? Woo! Man, that's a good question. That's a, that's a very good question. <laughs> you know, uh, dude, one of my favorite things to eat uh, when I get done is uh, I'll go down. Man, my grandma, she makes this uh, peach cobbler, dude, and she can make, she can put it into, I mean, I can I can literally clear the whole pan in a day, dude. Like, uh, that, that's one of my go-tos, go down there and hammer down on uh, grandma's peach cobbler. I can only imagine how delicious that is because if there's Woo! one thing a, if there's one thing a grandma can do, it's throw down and make some amazing yes, desserts. Yes, <laughs> sir. So TJ, you've actually we've actually careened our way into the tenth round. Now this is the easiest one of them all, my friend. Oh man. Just share your social medias, everybody. Let us know where to follow you at. We can keep tabs on your career moving forward and I'll get on the uh downtown TJ Brown hype train, my dude. Dude, thank you so much, man. First of all, I appreciate this platform and uh, your uh, the ability to get on here, man. And my Instagram is uh, downtown TJ Brown, and on Facebook it's just TJ Brown. You know, uh, luckily social media gives me those cool blue checks now, so you know which one to click on and accept. And hope you guys follow along, man. We're we're headed to the top. Absolutely, dude. Now, again, everybody, three weeks from now, the return of the UFC. We're all going to be chomping at the bit, right? We got Cater. We got, we got all sorts of really good fighters on that card, but, but one definitely to watch is my man downtown TJ Brown as he takes on Gabriel Mugli Benitez at 145 in the featherweight division. Dude, thank you again so much for taking the time today, and we are super stoked to watch you in that fight on that night. We definitely want to get you back on the show again a little bit down the line if that's cool with you. I'd be more than happy to, man. Thanks again. This is downtown TJ Brown. I just went 10 rounds with the Rhino. 
TJ, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you taking the time here. That was super fun to talk to you, bro. I had really enjoyed our off-recording um, off conversation as well. It turns out we have a person that we both know in common. We shared a couple stories on that, which was really fun. And we are super stoked to watch you fight to the 15th, dude. Wishing you the best of luck. And we are super stoked to uh, watch you fight on that night, dude. Congratulations on your career so far. We look forward to so much more from you in the future. Thank you, TJ Downtown, TJ Brown. All right, let's go ahead and get into our shout-outs and our outros to our forum contributors, to the Rage and the Sweet Potato, to my man, the Doc, to Juice from Friendly Sparring Times 2, to our girl, Ashley, from the Silly Little Pod, to our girl, Cakes, to Ty Fly Guy from the Front Kicks and Throw Cuddles Pod, to our girl, Brat, the best Swede there ever was and ever will be, our man, Jim Assoon, Times 2, for both the writing and the voice question, super awesome. OG, thank you. To our man, Dean Dog. To our other man, Dave Fretz. And to our other man, D. Kranz. Holy smokes, we had <clears throat> such a bevy of awesome questions from everybody, you guys. Thank you all so very much. To, of course, the ladies of the PRG. To my underdog MMA fam. To Sammy, to Michael, you guys know why. To all of our friends and family, of course, the Rhino Gang, GC, gang, gang, gang. Thank you guys so much for another year in review. We are going to be back next week. We're still going to figure out exactly what kind of show we're going to bring because we're not going to do a year-end recap because that's that's being done, right, by a lot of folks. So we're going to come up with something different for next week. And, uh, of course, to our future play, Andrea, to the best engineer in the biz, D. Reigns, who, of course, I'm making work on Christmas because I, I flubbed the uh, – the initial intro so he's gotta do some work but he's the best of the biz we're so glad you're feeling better my dude to of course the eyes that have grabbed design dave frets check him out on twitter and instagram he is the absolute creme de la creme when it comes to putting together any sort of graphic design work he is the man as always, we want to say you guys reach out to somebody. It's the holiday season, and even if it's not, reach out to somebody, reconnect with them, you know what I mean, whether it's a friend or a family member. Reach out, you know, throw them a text, throw them a call, maybe a FaceTime, reconnect with somebody. Love is always greater than hate. Happy holidays, and we will see you next week. Gage Sun!